Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Turn the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five, five sketch ideas. Ideas. Welcome. I'm Alistair George William Trombley Virtual, and uh, this is Andy. Hi, I'm Andy. Matthews. Matthews, yeah, sure. Okay, why not? We don't use your name to protect your family, but occasionally <laughs> I do to, to throw your family under the bus. Um, I have, up until this point, been in a very mild witness protection scheme. Yeah. A preemptive witness protection scheme because mm-hmm. I'm very observant yeah. and it's only a matter of time before I see something of great import. Oh, that's true, yeah. So Forget that witnesses they witnessed. All they did was witness. All they did was witness something, right? Yeah. And I reckon you can probably pick a witness out of a lineup even before they've witnessed anything. You look at you get you know you get six six mm. potential witnesses lined up yeah. and you can see somebody you'll be like he may not be a witness today. You may not be a witness tomorrow, but he will be a witness. It's like m- Minority Report, but oh, for um, for witnesses, <laughs> for witnesses, for people who witness crimes. <laughs> yeah, you know, he looks like he could bystand innocently. You know, maybe get shot in the leg. Sure, yeah, but then live to tell the tale. Maybe I'll be the one who, in a in a sort of everybody gets killed scenario, yeah. I'm the one they leave alive. Yeah. To tell the story of what happened here this day. And then... Happened. But then after that, you have to go into witness protection because then they want to kill you after you told the story. Well, once I've told my story, my purpose is, is complete. But that's crazy because then why would they, they kill don't you? Want, because dead men tell no tales. Yeah, but you already told the tale. Yeah, but it'll just get more boring with the retelling, you know? Like once I've done it once, no. it feels like... I've got the story out, you know, and it's just going to... I don't like it when I hear people re- reworking a story. Also, memory is distorted by the act of telling. I know, so, but, but I think that you'll, you'll actually get better at, at hitting some of the beats as you tell it. And, and sure. you'll be able to put a bit more, like, you know, uh, emphasis on, on the good bits, the right, juicy and parts. and really, like, milk the narrative, structure it yeah. a bit better. Yeah, maybe... Maybe trying to add some details to what you were mm-hmm. doing during mm-hmm. that day. So do you think maybe like there are people who can become sort of almost professional witnesses who like, mm. while you might have seen the, what happened, yep. this person really, you know, could tell the tale of, of, yeah. of what happened and maybe their testimony, while less accurate, is considerably more compelling. That's right. They're not just a, uh, a tattle... A tattle, a, what tale? Is it? tattle tale. Mm. They're a tattle story tale. Mm. <laughs> story tailor. Um, um, great. You yeah. know, it's 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 straight off the stand and into the book stands. 
from the from the from one stand to another. From one stand to another, yeah. It's you know, the and, stand to stand. And also, if you wanted to be a professional witness, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you wanted to get some of that great government witness protection money, you know, get I put in the house. I wonder what that's like. And I wonder if it is cumulative. Like, say you do you witness one thing, mm. and then you go into protection, and then you yeah. witness another thing. Do yep. you keep your original witness money, and then also get the witness money for witnessing the other thing? First of all, I hope that there's witness money. <laughs> well, <laughs> you brought up the witness money. I know, I know, I brought it up, but I, you know, I don't, I don't want to sound like an idiot. I don't want to be like, there's not a lot of people cashing in on, you know, make make it sound like there's people <sighs> cashing in on witnessing. Yeah. Because I mean, if I knew that people were really cashing in on witness uh, witnessing, mm. I would be out looking at everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be out there. I, I'd be in. I'd be in good neighborhoods. I'd mm. be in bad neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Why watch TV? Because that's never going to bring in any money. Yeah. yeah. No one's going to be like, oh, what did you witness? Oh, I witnessed all five seasons of The Wire, and they go, get out of here. We got no money for you. Unless you can, no, you're right. I was going to say review it in an interesting way, but I don't think there's that much money in sort of criticism these days. You know, it's hard to get a gig, especially the arts pages are drying up in all the major newspapers. Absolutely. Um, All right, Alastair. Bam. Uh, uh, Witness protection scams. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This person is, uh, is seeing crime after crime. It's almost like... When uh, somebody goes into a, a casino and they just keep winning, they win a suspicious amount, right? Yeah. This person is somehow gaming the witness protection scheme. Yeah. And they are always on the scene of crimes, witnessing things. Mm-hmm. And they're living like kings. Yeah. In a new house every couple of months. I guess it's essentially... With a new name. It's probably... It's probably like, okay... For example, people who live on the streets mm. probably witness a lot of crimes. Yes. But they might not know that how you, much money how much is. money's in it. Right? <laughs> also, they then, don't have a home to be given a new home. Um that's right. Mm. Yeah, that's true. They could I guess the government would just take them to a different city yeah. and put them on the streets. I guess. Yeah. But under a new identity. Right, which is probably why so many of them seem crazy. <laughs> that's true. I mean, unless when they give them a new identity, can you, can you get welfare twice? Uh, I guess the government would be in on that, though, wouldn't they? They would know about that scam. The government's in on it. Yeah, yeah, they're really in on these welfare scams. No, but 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 because they also give you your new identity. They should really call it unwelfare, shouldn't they? Why? Because you're unwell. If you're honest, sick or something. Well, yeah. If you're if you're sick, then maybe that's what they should call the disability okay, pension. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that would go down well? I don't know. Unwelfare. Yeah. What about not ideal fare? Great. Yeah? Yeah. Subpar. Well, then that sounds negative. It does, doesn't it? Like not ideal. <laughs> it's like ideal in an ideal Nobody's world. Nobody's ideal. No, exactly. <laughs> so they should all be called a not, a not ideal fare. And that's the universal basic income. There you go. Not ideal fare. Yeah. <laughs> Is that going to be more appealing in some way? I don't know, but it's, <laughs> it treats everybody as imperfect. I like. Can we go to see? Can we go to my idea of preemptive witness protection? Because what would be really great mm-hmm. would be if you started out under an assumed identity, and then when you witness something, you could just go back to your real life. Oh, see, that's nice. I like that actually. I mean, it's hard because who knows what your real life is supposed to be? If but you've it, lived your whole life in witness protection, but it puts your life. It, it's like you've you've got a life with a built-in ejector seat. Yes, you know. 
Yes. And and there's not a lot of like difficult paperwork when you want to eject. Mm. Essentially, you just hit the button, which is uh, seeing a crime. Seeing a crime. Yeah. Yeah, but. Oh, it's got to be pretty horrific as well. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, maybe you could just go see a guy who gives you early on a second identity, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, look, I guess it, resetting your life by seeing a crime is very funny. Mm. Um, but I was just thinking that you could go, like, let's say you go live 37 years, yep. 37 years in Minnesota uh-huh. or, or S- Salt Lake. Delaware? <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> I don't know. I think is Delaware a state? I don't know. Well, I don't know why I picked. I don't know why I picked an American city. Wait, is Minnesota? Oh, I meant Minneapolis. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, Minneapolis. That's where Letterman's from, I think. Great. And uh, you go anyway. You do that thirty-seven years. At some point, you go. No, nah, I don't like where this is going. Yeah. And then you go. I'm going back to my original birth name, like that. And then you move to. Bathurst in New South Wales, Australia. Great. So, and so, what was your? How did you have an original birth name if you lived your thirty-seven years? Well, uh, it was preemptive. You got your preemptive. Oh, okay, great. Remember? <laughs> yeah. Preemptive. That was I your forgot, idea. I, I forgot you were building on my idea, Alistair. I Andy, forgot they were cumulative. I'm always building. That's right. On the strongest of Wait, foundations. Wait. So should I, I write preemptive? Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, and it's. I reckon people probably have a prime witnessing age of life. I'd like to look into this and find out what it is. What like when they're best at mm. seeing, I guess, it's pre-cataract. Pre-cataract, obviously. Yeah. But also sort of post-navel-gazing. You know, I feel like mm. a lot of, you know, the teens and something very involved, self-involved. Yeah. You know? Not like the, uh, not like the older people. Yeah. Uh, they never talk about themselves. I suppose you could if you were really wanting to witness. I think I, I definitely like your idea where you don't just res- reset your life by just deciding, oh, like, where's this going? Where, I mean, you could go, I don't, I don't like where this is going, but then you go, now i got to go out and witness a crime. Yeah. Right? That's, um, that's your way out. You could start a relationship <laughs> maybe with somebody who abuses alcohol and possibly the people around them. Yes. Because then you would watch their descent and eventually you right. would see a crime possibly yeah, happen seems, to you or one of your likely, loved ones. Right? Like they're going to – seems rikery. <laughs> Did I just say seems rikery? I'm, I'm rikery, not sure right? what, you had, what you had in mind or in mouth. Anyway, uh, well, uh, somewhere in my head, mm-hmm. uh, mind or mouth, um, yeah, I've, I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. But it's, yes, you're right. You, you just got to set yourself on a path. That'll cause you to intersect with wrongdoers. Do you think that maybe you, you could just do some research and just see where the bad neighborhoods are? Maybe start walking around during the day. Look at places mm. that are good vantage points mm. to potential high crime areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a stack of pallets, especially pallets with their with their sort of holy nature. Mm. Like to be behind? Something so to be behind. So you're looking through the slats? Yeah, looking through some slats. Right, yeah. You know? Yeah. But also if you could just maybe over time just build a sort of – build your own tower that was is essentially a safe house for you to be in but made out of pallets. Yes. Wooden pallets. Uh-huh. And so then you're kind of like – and I guess if, it, if you're higher up, you also have more vantage point over more area, yep. which is yep. more And this is all just to get out of your life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Because really, it feels like you've already changed your life considerably. I mean, maybe you've already got a new life. 
You know, you're now living in some kind of pallet tower. Yeah, pallet. in a bad neighbourhood. Yeah, in a like an alleyway. Constantly in a bad... watching. Yeah. I mean, what are you running away from? If it's worse than this. Uh, well, if it's if it's better, if it's, if it's better than what your life was. Yeah. But I mean, also putting your life, you know, uh, in the hands of fate in that regard, you know, uh, definitely adds a sort of a certain joie de vivre to your life. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's it's in very, your pallet tower. It's almost a spiritual sort of openness to the universe. But then the crime. It's new experiences. Mm. The experience of seeing a crime. Or waiting to see. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Because you might not actually see a crime. It might actually be a better neighborhood than you thought. You just Well, I, w- I wonder if it's all about bad neighborhoods because some of the best crimes, mm. right, are sort of seen, I, I think, glimpse, glimpse through like the window of like a middle class family home. Yeah. Because um, some of the best people who have crimes. You're taking out bins or something like yeah. that late at night. Okay. You see something through the, the light, through the, the Venetian blinds, yep. right? And then the neck, then you you call the police, yeah. And the police show up and they knock on the door and everything in the house is fine, right? Yeah, right. On on the house where you saw the thing. Okay, yeah. Rather and than your then house. rather than your house, oh, it's a bloodbath in your house. Okay, but the house where you saw the thing, that's <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. And then and then sort of events unfold over like you know months where it emerges that the mayor. You know, um, the mayor, the mayor, yeah, um, murdered a um, a vagrant, right? Who lives in the house across the street from you? (laughs) (laughs) They were, you know, they were a sort of a they were a well-to-do vagrant, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) a sort of static well-to-do vagrant, yeah. (laughs) Who knows the mayor in a paying job? I guess it, you know. Do you think they, you can have a blood test that would tell you you're a vagrant? Because some people I imagine are like carriers of vagrancy, but they don't show any of the symptoms. I think you can often tell with people's teeth. Mm, I think it's sure. Um, Dentists are often the first to pick up on vagrancy. Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of sort of a vagrant is just a is just a a vagabond. Uh, I think a vagabond has more joie de vivre. Right. <laughs> I see. I could be wrong, but um, I think I feel like a vagabond. Um, their life is almost romantic. Mm, okay, What's it's the, enough to make kings and vagabonds believe the very best. Right. Now, so what about, I don't know what that means, but they're hanging out with kings in that sentence. They can't be doing too bad. Um, so what about like one of the, one of those homeless people that rides on the trains? Oh, it what are they called? Have they got a Have they got a banjo? Are they, are they a vagrant? Have they got a banjo? Uh, no, and they're a vagrant. Okay. What if they they have a banjo? Can they play it? Yes. Vagabond. Okay. What about they can't play it? They have one, but they can't play it. They're a vagrant who stole a banjo. <laughs> okay. What about yes. it's a person who has a home, uh-huh. has a banjo, Yes. can't play it. Okay. They are very rich, yes. but they're on a train carriage that they hopped onto. What are mm. they doing? Fuckhead. Yeah, it's nothing. Oh, could they? What if they could? If if they can play it. Oh, vagabond. Troubadour. (laughs) Troubadour. Yeah. (laughs) 
they could be the voice of a generation. I would love. Here's a yes. TV show for you: Vagabonds versus Troubadours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know? I think all this... that's the di- difference between them is home ownership. I think uh, this could be the new, the voice, the new. Uh, you've got talent. Mm-hmm. The new. Australian pop star. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh, but it's for troubadours and vagabonds. Yep. And uh, what they all is, live in a house right, together? Is they, 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 they do an audition. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They make it through. They don't make it through. Okay. Right? And then they try and uh, get in touch with them the to audition give is them the ticket to Sydney. They're wait, already gone. Wait, the, the audition already is, drifted w- on. is whether or not they can get on the moving train. <laughs> Great. <Yeah. laughs> That's your audition. If you get into the carriage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then you get to do the second audition, which is the musical round. Uh, the, the second audition is sort of uh, moving from town to town, getting in scrapes. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> do you have to solve any, any, you know, sort of like local people's problems or paint their fence or... I think you have to form a special bond with a young teenager. Okay, um, but then I think once you've taught them an important lesson, yeah, you've got to move on. And with the scrape, yeah, is that you sort of fighting off their bully and then teaching them a lesson? I think the scrape is more you stealing a chicken. Okay. Yeah. From sure. uh, I'm gonna say uh, a chicken coop. Chicken coop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like a supermarket. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, great. Barbecue chicken coop. Um, I what about? Uh, Wait, should I write down vagabonds versus yes. troubadours? Is that a sketch yes. right now? Yes, vagabonds versus troubadours. Um, it's it is it is it is it a reality TV show? Oh yeah, like, like all that stuff we just described. I think so. Maybe with a few. It's got a few more levels things. to it, you know. Yeah, like. It, yeah. It, a lot of you know, and 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 what's great is that the you'd think that the vagabonds have sort of more of an of an advantage advantage because they're they have such a sad story, mm. you know, uh, getting them to this point. Mm. But the troubadours have a rich history. Yeah, and they're also rich. Yeah, right? they're doing okay. They have a lot of support around them. I imagine that's right. But they've also burned a few bridges. Oh, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> And the vagabonds were probably living under, under bridges, and under they've bridges. actually burned they real bridges, quite a few bridges as a result of some just um, when they're trying to cook that chicken, cook that chicken under there. Yeah. All right, samples in the uh, supermarket. Yeah, free uh, samples. Free samples. Mm. Yeah. Um, you go up there. Uh, all I want, right, yeah. is to have a live chicken there. Right, and maybe it has to be like slaughtered or something in front of you. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to find an excuse to have a, a a live chicken murdered in a supermarket. Sure, does that sound like comedy to you? Free sa- in, in the free samples thing. Yeah, I feel like a free sample is like, well, okay, I, I, all right, this would be better. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a free sample, but it's offering uh, like an experience, you know? Yeah, can I? Can yes. I? This is this is not a great idea, but I'm interrupting your idea for a moment. Fuck, I had nothing else, dude. Okay, how but about I have this? a little something now, so I'll try and hold on to my you idea on, and you, you tell do me. Do you yours. want to write it down? Yeah, great. There you go. Um, here's my idea. You know, free samples. How about this? 
some guy in there, $3 samples. <laughs> <laughs> Makes people appreciate it more, I think, right? I mean, could you imagine trying to pull that shit, walking around with a platter of things? Yeah. And then going, you know, you want, you want to try this? Um, it's a bit of sausage. Uh, it's just skewered. like a single skewered, toothpick skewered yeah. bit of sausage that you've yeah. been cooking on a pan yeah. at the end of the aisle. You go, sausage? You go, that will be $3. After they ate it. Oh, after they ate it? Maybe. Maybe as they're going for it, three bucks. But I think, but I think, I think, oh, yeah, as they're going for it, three bucks, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And you're like, look, I'd have to be crazy to ask for three bucks to try a little bit of sausage in a supermarket. Mm. It's been sitting out here all day, right? Mm-hmm. They've got this, this uh, toothpick in. I reuse those toothpicks, right? Wait, You'll pop you, it in your wait, mouth. That little thing where you put the. Wait, are you the customer or the guy? I'm who... the person. I'm the person selling it. Okay. Give it, yeah. I, I I take those used toothpicks. I pop them back over into the unused toothpicks. I use them again. Why am I telling you all this? Because if you, if if if, if I was confronted with a guy yeah. giving me a reused toothpick, uh, room temperature, yeah. uh, tiny slice of sausage, yeah, and asking him for three bucks, mm-hmm. I'd say to him. That better be some bloody good sausage. Yeah. Well. It is. I'm here, aren't I? And didn't I just do all those things? Mm-hmm. So what do you reckon? You want to try some sausage? You want to try some sausage? <laughs> Give me goddamn $3. <laughs> <laughs> is that anything? I think so. Okay, great. I think it's just bold. Mm. Mm. I think it's bold. It just breaks convention. It really it would build intrigue. I think that company, whatever this mm-hmm. sausage company is, mm. I mean, they'd, well, be, you've they'd be, be the co- next you, Spanx, exactly. but for sausages. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Spanx, but for sausages. This is interesting to me, all right? If your sausage could have a figure, it's already inside like a stretchy tube, mm-hmm. right? Let's turn that into a, you know, like an appealing shape, you know? Yeah. Like classic hourglass sausage. Well, what if it's a sausage that when you eat it, not only does it taste good, but it makes your body sort of... Uh, shape change in such a way that it eliminates underwear lines. That's incredible. Eh? And then this will be great for women. This will be I'm great for men. I'm paying $3 for this. You're paying $3 for a sample of yeah. this, right? Because this is... It'll not, just eliminate one section of my underwear line. Uh, a little bit of that, the circumference. The little sample. Yeah. yeah, that sample will, yeah. It'll, it'll, do, it'll do sock lines as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> it'll do sock lines. I'll get rid of the sock lines. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know those marks on your on your face when uh, you wake when, up. When, when you wake up, those will be permanent. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if that's great. But. Um, can I tell you my idea? Mm-hmm. My free sample idea: free samples for skydiving, right? When they've got there, they've yeah. got a, a backpack, and then they just got a little stool. Yeah, right. <laughs> you clap up for that. You jump off, and they say. Now, what do you what did you think of that? Would you like to go skydiving? That's look. I think that's good. And there's a similar one here: yeah. uh, bungee jumping, right? Sure. Uh, but they'll just do it for like your arm, so they like just lash an elastic band around your arm mm. or something, hold that up, and let let that drop, right, yeah. and feel that bounce up and down. Now imagine that was your whole body. I mean, I would love if they if they tilted you upwards so that you were sort of horizontal to the ground. Yep. Is this skydiving? Skydiving, and then they dropped you into just, some foam or something. Sure. Or sure. into water. Or just a, just an inch, right? Just an inch. Onto the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's just a big guy. Yeah, <laughs> a big you, guy. He, he picks you up. He picks you up by like your, like the back of your shirt and yeah, sort of your in the back of your pants. Back just of your the pants. ass of your pants. Yeah. Okay. And then he just drops you onto the ground. Yeah. From just you know a couple of inches. Great. Two inches. What's mm-hmm. that? Six centimeters. Approximately. No, no way. An five inch? and a half. Five Is and three eighths. Five and three eighths centimeters. Yeah. You're gonna get a rush. You're gonna get a rush in that sure. moment because first of all, you, you're not even used to getting handled like this. No. By a man. This is man handling. Yeah. And, you know, then they just sign you up. Do you think that they drop you onto, like, there's a picture mm-hmm. of, like, the distant Earth? Like, do you think they've printed That's out, a idea. like, a big, like, a, A0 photograph, mm. and they just hold you over that? Yeah. And they drop you down. Yeah, I think that would be nice. And maybe he's blowing in your ears as well? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like that, he's pulling your he's pulling your your skin your flaps back, back, your cheeks back, yeah, like right. that. You know, um, he could maybe like put some bit of visine in your eyes, so that mm-hmm. the tears mm-hmm. come up. Yeah, you should have wore goggles. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot your goggles, man. Well, this is a, this is a, what an experience. Imagine it's just a sample of what it's like to go skydiving I'm, and forget your goggles. Yeah, um, I'm in, I'm into this. Yeah, yeah, me too. But I, wait. I think you could also build up to skydiving, you know, by having him drop you from slightly higher and higher. Is it microdosing? Is this a kind of microdosing? I guess it kind of is <laughs> microdosing. You know, Do you I think mean, it, it would be enough to inspire creativity. Well, I think if the people you know of uh, uh, Silicon Valley, mm. I think a lot of them aren't trying this before their day's mm. work. You know, because mm. the, I think the idea is that you're micro with microdosing is that you're taking a small amount of something, right, to the point where during the day it's it's barely noticeable, but you've just got a spring in your step. Mm. Now, a lot of those people would try getting a spring in their step by just putting a spring in their shoe. Or well, something this, like these that. tech people, they think there's a tech solution to everything. Exactly, but there isn't. Sometimes the only solution is having a big man pick you up, <laughs> blow in your ear, blow in your ear, drop you. <laughs> Onto a photograph of planet Earth. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we came up with an idea only like a month ago about a skydiving desk that allowed you to simulate diving while you work at your desk. Wait, I don't think that that was us. That was us. Was it? That was on this podcast. You were sitting there and I was over here, Alistair, and we said that. I don't know. But but this is very different. Yeah. This is a microdosing situation. How many people do you think it would take to recreate the full skydiving experience on ground um like what do you mean the amount of blowing that it would take mm. right uh do you think that if we all got together mm. and blew up mm. at the same time we'd be able to make somebody hover well i wonder you know and and i feels like big concerts is the place where people should be trying right. that because we already have um what's that crowd surfing we have crowd surfing but what about crowd paragliding or yes you know what if like uh flea say from the red hot chili peppers wore a squirrel suit mm. right put down his base yeah right uh and then launched himself over what what would you say 20 to eighty thousand people yes and they at all least. blew up at the same time yeah they all blew up they all no, <laughs> no but they were blowing i'd say this is air a tragedy. upwards right yep. yeah yeah I think that he would at least... He'd have to get something out of that. He wouldn't get nothing out of it. But then, 
after they've what all about blown if they, up. What if they also oh, waved with their hands? After they've all blown up, yeah. I was going to say they'll have to breathe in, and then he'll be sucked down, oh my God. smashed to the earth. Yeah. But they, everyone can just angle their heads down when they need to breathe in. That's true. Like yeah. That. I don't think there's been enough crowd breathing yet, crowd you know, blowing. We've got to be getting to the kinds of volumes of concert mm. goers where this is possible. Like we're Absolutely. getting, seeing the huge numbers that you get at your Coachellas, mm-hmm. your Lollapaloozas. Uh, you know, to a certain extent, your uh, South by Southwests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although that's more of a sort of a a trade festival, right, with multiple. Yeah, but stages. you could be crowd fl- kite flying or something. Y- yeah, you know, yeah, something yeah. lesser. Okay. Uh, crowds sort of. Uh, pa- pa- uh, what's what's one of those planes that were made for gliding? You know, so. A lot of the a glider, a glider, yeah. Mm. See, a lot of you're not really relying entirely. The plane will have already had a fair amount of momentum as it flies as it glides across the the stage, uh-huh. but the crowd gives it that extra altitude. And we've also talked about flying a plane on a stage before, Alistair. <laughs> well, not a glider, and not across the stage to get to the crowd so that they can blow on it you to can give get it that altitude. Updraft. I want to know if, uh, like, like. There's there's some sort of a, a disaster situation, right? A hot like air balloon volcano, is coming down, or a plane is coming down, or something mm. like that, right? There's a big crowd of people mm. who are who are below the plane. So at the moment, they the the risk is it's gonna, you know, it's gonna land on them. They're all gonna get hit and killed. Sure. What have they got to lose? Mm-hmm. I just say you just need one leader to get everybody's attention. Yeah. Say, all right, everybody, we could get through this. We just need to blow it blow it away. Okay. Right, and get everyone breathing together yeah. like that. Maybe, right? maybe a yoga teacher. A yoga teacher. They'd be perfect for this. They, they're all about synchronized breathing. or Alexandra technique? Alexander technique. Alexander technique. Yeah. I mean, I think they're all about leading with your head. I'm not entirely sure. Lead with your breath. Anything like that, like Alexander technique or, you know, like engaging your core. Anything that's based on you got to think about it for 100% of the time or, you know, keeping your back straight, you know, those mm, ideas, mm. keep your back straight, just pull you, you go, but wait, are you thinking about it 100% of the time and never slouching? Is that what the idea is? Is that I got to, I got to put all of my thinking power into this and that is your I solution? I have no idea. But if that's what it is, it sounds like a nightmare, right? I think it is a nightmare. Because if, if I have to think 100% of the time to stop myself from slouching, mm. then Slouching is my natural state. Yeah. And whatever you're trying to do to me is unnatural. That's right. You're 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 deforming the f- my you're, my you're putting they're putting in you in some kind of polyester state. Whereas yes. whereas your your curved back is a cotton. Mm-hmm. Sort of a more of a cotton. Yeah. Now we have five sketch ideas out of stairs. Are they? Are they? <laughs> We're only. <laughs> oh, like, what are you writing down now? Oh, crowd blowing. Crowd blowing. Yeah. Or crowd power gliding. Power. Yeah. Great. I mean, I wonder if it could also work from an aeroplane. Yeah. Right. If you're all in the aeroplane. Mm. Right. And the aeroplane is crashing. Yeah. Right. Do you think that if you if you if you I wonder if there's some, this is this is how I would solve it right mm-hmm. the plane's coming down yeah right we just need to cushion the blow somehow you know those masks where all the oxygen comes from right um, the ones that fall from the, the fall from the ceiling mm. I reckon that's a two way system right if needs be you can get everybody to blow into those 
okay? the engine and going then, again. And then whoever's like at the other end of the tube plugging in the oxygen for those masks, you just take that tube where the oxygen would normally come in mm-hmm. and you point that down towards the ground and you say, all right, everybody, blow. And then everybody great... blows and it just creates that cushion of air. There should be the people's engine underneath. Yes. <laughs> and it's an, it's an air-blown engine. Right. You know, like those old ships that you would everybody then, would paddle. Yeah. Like if, that, but with your lungs. If they're not going to give us parachutes, they've yeah. got to give us something to do in the event of an emergency. Even if you just told me that was what we were doing, yeah. it would give me hope to get me through mm. the... Like, I just need something to f- occupy my mind exactly. while I... Stop making until me we feel crash helpless. and I die. Yeah. <laughs> Can Stop we, making me feel helpless by not giving me a people's engine that I can blow power. Just tell me there's one there, even if there isn't, right? Is there not some kind of false hope, hope pro- protocol yeah. that they, they enact in these times they of should crisis? Have a, they should have a blowing straw that comes down. Yeah. I, I like the idea that we could just use the mask. I know, but I feel like it, filling in that, that air bubble that's there too would be oh, problem. All right. Well, everyone's got to hold that with their fist. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, this is this is because this is, you know, in uh, you're looking at me with contempt. No, I'm not. No, or is it exhaustion? No, no, no. I was I was focusing to start my idea and remember what it was. All and right. Then... Okay. Well, I'm talking about my thing. Yeah. So don't even look like you're thinking okay, about right. your idea, Alistair. <laughs> All right. Uh, so is this because because on uh, Star Trek? <laughs> I'm, gonna right? look, I'm gonna write down the, the, your idea. Star Trek. The plane. Yeah. The the plane. The ship is always crashing or something's always gone wrong with the power supply and then they always have like the the auxiliary power supply and the manual override and all that stuff. That's true. feels like they've got so many options mm. that they can always get power from somewhere and put it somewhere else and switch on a thing and it, you know, blast them That's around true. at the last second. And I don't think that we get those options when we're on a plane. Yeah, it's no, pretty plane. much the, the engines. There's the engine fuel. <laughs> and, then, and then there's and then a couple of batteries. It, right? But you don't. You can't use the batteries to power you can, the engine. Yeah. You can't divert power from the batteries. From into the batteries, the yeah. Divert, the divert power from the. What about solar air conditioning? Power? Do you think that they should at least just, act in, in just in case, put solar panels on the roof? Just in case. You're closer to the sun. Than you are to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, the sunbeams are touching you, whereas the gr- whereas the, you know, the ground isn't. Yeah. And the the ground isn't a source of power. It's a source of, source of motivation. Oh, it's absolutely. Of, and motivation is power, obviously. I mean, in a way, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but at some point, once you get up and so high in the sky, it's, it's hard to keep that ground, you know, uh, in your mind as a, you know, as a fear or whatever. No, I don't know. I reckon once the engines go, it's pretty, pretty top of mind. <laughs> well, once or the bottom engines of, go. Bottom yeah. of feet, uh, yeah. as the case may be. But I reckon, Alistair... So far, we haven't found a way to turn sunlight downwards on a plane mm-hmm. directly into lift. But also, we haven't ever been as motivated as the people are in those few seconds as the plane begins to plummet That's towards true. the ground. They, are, they mm. are some of the most motivated people to find a way to turn sunlight into lift. It's true. Imagine all the inventions that we've lost mm. that, that, can't, were, were, that were invented by people who were plummeting to the ground <laughs> oh my god they would come up with so many great because things. it's that last minute it's that mm. last minute thing that yeah. happens when a project you know it's like mm-hmm. there would be that moment of clarity when you would just see exactly yep. how you could turn sunlight into lift and also like a lot of like when you're plumbing towards the ground mm-hmm. these people there's they don't have to, time to worry about all the red tape 
as well. That's right. You know, the bureaucracy. And Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're in in international air. International air, okay? So it doesn't matter. These rules don't apply to you at this point. Oh, it must be so freeing. (laughs) It's just such a shame that every single one of those has ended in, in death. If only we could simulate. A lot of the best inventions and discoveries happen by accident, mm-hmm. and there's scarcely a bigger accident <laughs> than, a, than, than, a, than a plane falling out of the sky, absolutely. killing everyone on board. So essentially we have to recreate these conditions by creating a plane. Mm, having you picked up by a big man, mm. <laughs> <laughs> dropping you towards, uh, say, an A0 printout of the ground. <laughs> 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 and, but maybe in a, in, a, in a plane seat. Yes. Yeah, you know, surrounded by other people in their plane seats. It could still be a man holding up this sort of Great. Mo- model of a plane. I would hate for him to lose his job. Yeah. No, well, I mean, we, so we have flight, we have flight simulators. Mm-hmm. We have flight the, schools. Exactly. But what do these all do? They teach you how to fly the same way that everyone has always flown, mm-hmm. right? There's no new... Ideas coming out of them. That's true. Not a single new idea, but we just need a way to 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 extract the ideas mm. from the from the plummeting. We need a plummeting simulator. Yeah, but then also, if you knew you were in a simulator, those ideas might not come. So it's got to be like it's got to be really real feeling. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think you know you're in a simulator. Mm. We take you out onto the tarmac. <laughs> Get you into a regular plane. Get you into a regular plane. Those windows, though, you don't realise they're... Oh, no, we fly up. Mm -hmm. We fly up, we fly up, we fly up. You don't realise that those windows are um, uh, screens. Yeah. Okay? But you still get the feeling of flying up, Mm -hmm. right? And then... You start plummeting to the ground. (laughs) You start plummeting to the ground. And you are genuinely plummeting. Yeah, you are plummeting, but... The screens make it seem like the earth is closer than it is, but you're still about 10,000 feet up. Exactly. You can come out of that dive. You can come out of that dive and use all those ideas. Everything is recording. That, and there's, uh, that guy sitting next to you, he's a patent officer. He's, a patent, he's listening. Yeah. He's listening. He's taking notes. <laughs> the person to the left of you is a prototypist. <laughs> he's starting to carve it out, he's got of, the clay. out of that he's got blue, the s- blue sculpture sculpting stuff. <laughs> By the time you touch ground, you've got yourself a working prototype. One to three working prototypes yep. of wh- however many ideas you've come up with. And <laughs> uh, I, I guess, I guess as, you're, as you're walking down the aisle... Uh, that that host that uh, steward airline mm-hmm. steward, they're an expert in uh, in presenting, and you step out of the plane into the lion's den, and you, oh you, you pitch your idea. So for, they're like a TV presenter. <laughs> yeah, 
but like they just invite you onto the stage and sort of I in, guess, and yeah. say your name to the. And when to, I said an expert in then. presenting, I didn't mean a TV <laughs> presenter, but but I realised how that it's possible that that's how that came across. I know, but but because you're the one do, giving the presentation, yeah, right? yeah, and so. No, yeah, but they were, as you walked down the aisle, they're giving you some tips is all I was saying. Oh, right. I yeah. was trying to suggest. I mean, I didn't say it. Like a little master it's what class. I was saying. It's I, a mini master class yes. as you're walking on the stage. Exactly. You know, and that's timely because a lot of the time you learn you, you learn a skill, but you don't use it straight away, mm-hmm. and then that info fades. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you <laughs> got a master class. Got a master class in the hallway <laughs> walking up to your presentation. <laughs> Uh, means that you can apply that knowledge instantly while it's fresh in your mind. It hasn't even had to leave your short-term memory thing, mm. thing mm. brain. Um, and and all of these ideas are, are novel forms of flight. <laughs> sometimes, you know, sometimes. Oh, sometimes they're just truths, like universal truths about the need to spend more time with your loved ones or something like that. Oh, they wouldn't present that. No, you come out and you've day. got a blue sculpted... <laughs> model of you spending time with your loved yeah, ones. Yeah, that's not going to fly in the no. lion's den. Oh, well. Everything it, else, though. Is it lion's flies. den? Flies. Uh, Dragon's few, den? Um, uh, monster's Shark, mouth? Shark's tank? Yeah. Gruffalo's cave? Feels weird that, you know, investors are such aggressive, like, uh, predators. Very aggressive. Yeah. And, and that you almost have to convince them to eat you. Yeah. To eat your idea. To eat your idea by giving you nutrition? Well, they take a portion of it, don't they? They, That's true. They take a bite out of your idea. Yeah. Um, But then somehow your idea gets better. All right, Al. Uh, Plummet simulator. Yeah, for uh, for creativity. Um, And uh, this idea will get off the ground. That's great. It'll work. Get your ideas off the ground Get with our plummet yeah. simulator. Yeah. Good, like, you know, if you feel like you've got something in you, you haven't been able to get it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good I suppose it would also be good for constipation. Yeah, if you've got something in you, you haven't been able to get it out. Yeah, yeah. and you're plummeting towards the ground. So it's people who have, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, want to have a world-changing idea mm-hmm. and people who really need to shit. Yeah. Yeah. But can't. But can't or both. Yeah, but can. But can. <laughs> Your butt can. Your butt can. Get it off the ground. the ground. Yeah. Um, my idea that I was thinking about oh, was just. Alistair, I'm not interested. It's just that when we were talking about uh, crowd blowing. Yes. And uh, made me think about horsepower and how you know, like you talk about a horse having 300 mm. horsepower, or something like that. <laughs> No, you don't. No? You don't talk about a horse having 300 horsepower. No, then I say, oh, this, then I say a horse. A horse meant, has uh, one horsepower. Yeah, so there must be some co- horses that have two horsepower. Sure. Right? Anyway, but what I meant, you, the people talk about cars having 300 horsepower. Yes. Right? And um, it made me wonder about, you know, like how if there was any ways of kind of getting cumul- cumulative effects of power from large groups of people. Mm. And whether there is any way in which a big, large group of people could work together mm. through some kind of crowd mechanics, biomechanic crowd mm. harnessing, where we could turn ourselves into some, some kind of flying vehicle or 
you know, or or vehicle that goes faster than any human could. Um, and maybe yeah, I mean the hard thing is the um, the speed, yeah. uh, the weight. The hard thing is the weight. Yeah. I think isn't it? But sure, but I mean, but, you know, waiting waiting but, to find out how fast you can go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but but don't you think? I I think like a bicycle mm-hmm. goes faster than just a person, right? So yeah. uh, presumably a tandem bicycle goes slightly faster than a regular bicycle, so, right? Because you've you've saved a bit on weight with the wheels and that sure. sort of thing, and also, like aerodynamically, you've got one person right behind the other one, so there's not as much wind mm. resistance. But what if we of... didn't have the bike and we were just using people? Is there ways of just linking arms <laughs> where, and sort I of, mean, and spinning? I guess if we were made it made this whatever this vehicle is big enough, right? We yeah. could somehow cling to each other's legs and become like the soldier ants. Yeah. Or the fire ants or whatever in the uh, in this structure you're trying well, to build. Here's kind of what I'm thinking now. This is you know while yeah. uh, it's funny how when you speak it really gives me time to come up Seems with my to own inspire idea. you, um, So think of like an arch, right? Now you yep. know you know a regular arch. It's like uh, it's like a semicircle. Yep. And a bunch of bricks lean together, and the force holds them together, and they and they work. But now think of that. That working, getting two arches like that, mm-hmm. right? That, but instead of bricks, there are people standing yeah. uh, front to back. Great. So like, sort of maybe like a conga line, but real tight, real yep. tight, close up like that. And so then you get a full circle of people's feet on the exterior and their heads in the middle. Yep. Right. And now it's like an like an endless millipede. Now. You see the problem with this, Alistair? I don't see a single problem. <laughs> well, well, arches only work because they're a semi- semicircle, yeah. right? And the 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 it's the gravity pulling down that yeah. holds it together. Right? But we're also linking arms. We're linking arms, and we're spinning. And and we're spinning, and we're running. Yes. And and like and we're holding on to each other. I think this is. I actually think this is a great idea, Al. I mean, if a circus troupe of about it would take about probably a circus troupe of maybe 90 to 180 <laughs> people. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes. I think I've just f- found a way of maybe doing the first human superorganism mm. that that could probably go faster than, you know, than at least an individual human. And how do we see this being being useful? Is this like a a, a weapon of war? I hate to, I hate to turn every this is just typical mm. of me and my military industrial complex mind, but is yeah. this a weapon? Well, I think at first it'll just be a mode of transport. Okay. And and maybe, it, you know, it'll kind of just be just to be seen. It'll just be there to be seen. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, somebody doing a double black a double backflip from ground, right? Yeah. At first, it's just about achieving it. Has that been done now? I think I just saw a headline for a guy oh, wow. who's from, from standing, he's done a double backflip. Far out, that's incredible. Right, and so this this human wheel that must look amazing. Anyway, I yeah. imagine it really does. But not as amazing as this human wheel when you see it coming across the landscape. Yeah, the endless millipede. Yeah, yeah, human millipede holding its own, biting its own ta- tail. Well, this one won't. It won't have a tail, and it won't have a front. Right, because it's an endless one. Mm. So it's just the it's just the mills. So human millipede. Do you think people will think it's some sort of human centipede uh, sequel? That's what I was hoping, yeah. (laughs) 
Sorry, I didn't get that at the tub. Yeah, it's okay. I was um, I was trying to play the dumb guy who didn't know. Yeah, oh, no, that's about good. Things well, and... fortunately, I was the dumb guy who didn't no, get the reference. That's okay. You, I mean, you picked up on the same joke. But I wonder if this could, like, if if this goes fast enough, and I think possibly it could. Mm. This could this could turn out to be a great way to say get from Melbourne to Sydney, right? Because at the moment we mm. don't have a very fast train. Yeah. Right. But um, you know, maybe you could put the call out. Like, say you want to get to Sydney, you put the call out on mm. Gumtree or or maybe Facebook and yeah. say, hey, guys, looking to go to Sydney this weekend. Um, hit me up if you're keen. We're going to do uh, a giant human uh, millipede. Yeah. Right? And then maybe you get, yeah, if you're lucky, you get 178 of your friends. Yeah. Right? Who are keen. All right? And you, you then you go, you, you link up somewhere on Sydney Road. Yeah. You meet up there and then you get it all together. Well, it I just guess you'd a, have to start horizontal on the ground and then have someone tip you up. You know what? It just occurred to me. You could make a structure that you could just roll, like a, just a thin, very like aluminium structure, but that locks you in mm. so that you could just – it could just roll. Like if you just formed a line of people, it could just slowly roll and you'd all slowly lock in and start helping push it Yep, like that. And then it would just spin you guys around like that. And then you could do it like five people wide. Wow. And so that way there's sort of like it, fe- it feels like, you know. There's- I mean, it would almost be terrifying to see this coming <laughs> towards you, wouldn't it? Because I can't imagine steering is very well, everybody's, high on the, everybody, the list of it, possibilities. Everybody's playing their part. Yeah. Are the people on the bottom being crushed to death? No, because it, the, it's not just like one person on the bottom. It would be a whole oh. almost semicircle of people. Look, I don't know. I don't know, Alistair. I mean, there's a whole semicircle of people, but how many people are actually contacting the ground at any one time? I would say between between 40 and and 80. So it's a pretty squishy circle. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, it was just like I'm talking like... It's like, super squishy. Yeah, yeah, it's like... It's, it's like, not round. Eh? It's not round. Yeah, yeah, it's round. But, okay, you've got 180 people. Yeah. Right, you're saying forty people are touching the ground at any given time. Right, yeah. that's a little over a quarter of the surface of your circle of people. Well, maybe right? we'll get, we'll get three hundred and sixty. Three hundred and sixty people. Yeah, and you still got forty people. How many people? So, so you've got forty people touching the ground. You've got three hundred and sixty people in total. It's right? une- I each didn't person, say it was. I didn't explain that. Person, it was, I, I was talking about uneven ground. So you can only go sort of from one side of a, uh, a sort of a valley to the other. Well, that would be one way of doing it. Name any other way anyway, of doing it. Anyway, I'll write it. down human, human millipede wheel. The millie wheel. The high-speed millie wheel. Good idea. And then I'll write good idea next to it. Okay. Are you going to write down the, sort of the ratios of like how many, how many persons any, body weight? I haven't done yet. any of the maths. Yeah. Oh, but, really? But we can, we can. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. I mean, look, there could also be. You could just have like. Each person is carrying the weight of nine people. Well, we could just have metallic legs that also stick out. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's the benefit of the wheel? Eh? Why are we doing this? Well, it's just a new mode of transport. It feels like you started out with an, a vision well, that was really quite compelling. It was a for, new form of transport made entirely out of us all linking arms together, and now you've yeah. just got us all inside a wheel. Well, we're not inside the wheel. We're semi-sticking uh, out. <laughs> Metal legs, though. 
well, they'll, they're there to help take some of the load. Oh, in between people and stuff. Yeah. That's a good idea. But, we, like, it's still powered by human force, and that's still the achievement of... It's like there's no motor in there. It's, it's, this is man-propelled. Mm. Great. Uh, I like it a lot. I think uh, it could be the next Tesla. Because what's better than an uh, electric car? Cars that drive themselves. Cars that are completely driven by people. Yes. With no car. All you need is a place to go. That'll be our slogan. Because that's need- all you need. You just need a motivation. To get somewhere. No, well, all you need is a place to go and 359 <laughs> other people. Great. <laughs> and really strong legs. Yeah, but then also it could just roll around and, 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 and in car, like in, in the wheel stations, there's just like holes where you people can disembark and by le- letting you go. You drop down. As, yeah, you drop down right, as your Somebody hole. else grabs on as it goes over you. Yeah. Man, that's really exciting. Mm. It, it never stops. People are all all just getting in their little holes, grabbing on. Yeah. Going upside down. <laughs> vomiting. <laughs> vomiting in their own nostrils because they're upside down. <laughs> the vomit falls down onto the people below. Yeah. You know, who just sort of writhe in disgust, throwing the direction of the the, the wheel off slightly so that when you go over the next station, uh, somebody gets their head crushed by crushed one of the metal legs. Yeah, no, we won't allow that to happen. Oh, though. good. I'm glad there are systems that stop yeah, that. Yeah, there'll, like, there'll be loud booping if that happens. And then everybody will use their legs. Say, oh, don't do that. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> and then everybody will stop it like that. Except for the people who are up, up the top, obviously. Well, they'll use their hands to kind of like give wind resistance. Well, they'll blow. <gasps> the, the whole people thing. People up the top could be blowing. That's right. The thing is that it, the blowing because they'll be up. facing backwards. Exactly. Perfect. Wait, but they need to be moving the other direction for it to roll. At anyway, any point, doesn't matter. We'll work it out. Blowing at any point will help. Great. <laughs> Especially if you're running backwards. Um. All right. Do we have some li- uh some words from a listener? Oh yeah. Fuck it. All right. <laughs> God, well, we're running backwards in this thing as well, are we? We could be. Okay, we got... These are from Ryan Tyler Brother. Brian Tyler Brother? No, Ryan Tyler Brother. Ryan Tyler Brother. I think it's the F- Frank Lloyd Wright guy. Frank Lloyd Wrong. Oh, great. Yeah. RTB. F. A Ryan Tyler Brother? Oh, yeah. R- Ryan Tyler Brother. Yeah, sorry. I, I thought you'd... RTB, you said that after I said Frank Lloyd wrong. Yeah. All right. Creationist, Mm. evolution, Mm. slip and slide. (laughs) First of all, thank you very much for your words, Ryan Tyler, brother. Thank you so much. Yes. Creationist, evolution, slip and slide. You know what I love? The scene in any animated movie where they go to the museum and somebody's escaping somebody else and they slide down the bones on the back of the... uh, the brontosaurus mm. down the tail. Yeah, right? I like that. But that, that. I mean, it seems fun and it seems to happen. They very, slide very on their easily. feet. On their feet, is it? A lot of the time. Yeah, right. Well, because it looks, it looks fun, but I imagine that would be one of the hardest things to slide down in the world. Oh, especially as your coccyx. If you're doing it on yes. your butt. Yes. As your coccyx is encountering other spinal cord. Yeah. yeah. No, they're not designed for that, right? No. To, be, to be slid over. That, 
it's 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 really setting unrealistic expectations but for what the if, slideability of uh, skeletal dinosaurs. They're not designed for that. But what if God stepped in uh-huh. <laughs> and designed a brontosaurus skeletal sec- uh, skeletal uh, system? One of the ways that we know that God exists is because if it weren't for Him, what is the reason why the brontosaurus's spine would have formed such a perfect slip and slide for the, those escaping hijinks in a natural history museum? <laughs> I mean, fuck! If we if we discovered that, if okay, creationists, if we discover a dinosaur whose backbone is a perfect slip and slide. And there's no other reason for that to have been the case but for an escape scene in some kind of farcical romp, then animated romp, then I will... Um, that would probably be it for me. That would convince me of the, of the evidence of the existence yeah, of God. I think I'd be, I'd be convinced as well. Yeah. Do you think Richard Dawkins would... Look, I think it would pique his interest. Yeah. And he would, and he would do a little bit of research to see, yeah, if um, for if there was any other reasons why it might have developed a a, a skeletal slip and, a slip and slide skeletal system, spine spine, but um, but I, but I would just I would just believe on 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 first viewing. Do, would you oh, something about dropping into a vert? Right? Sure. It's vertebrae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also like a vert, a vert, a vert. Do you think we nailed this one very quickly? I think quickly? we n- nailed it straight away, right? S- what a I think, sketch. I think we just, dis- like, maybe this has been just been discovered, mm-hmm. right? This dinosaur, whatever it is, and they find it's got the perfect spine. Well, maybe they could only have discovered it after years of running natural history museums mm. and a pattern of people <laughs> being able to... <laughs> Um, slide down the slide, slide them after getting into some hijinks and they're trying to escape <laughs> and they've just been studying CCTV right. and the footage. data is absolutely compelling yeah this spine is perfectly designed mm-hmm. for escaping hijinks yeah and um to to the point and and, and a, a criticism about evolution is yeah. that you can't conduct experiments on it because it happens over these incredible time frames. But in this case, we have conducted an experiment mm-hmm. and the evidence is conclusive. Absolutely and, conclusive. Yeah. It's in inconclusive. Yes, I could go on. Mm. Um, I'm take us, take us through the sketch sketches, ideas. please. The ideas that All we right. come up with. If we can call them that today, which we can. First, yeah. we got the witness protection scam. This is people figuring out that they can witness things and then make money. Yeah, because that, so th- that money you get is cumulative. That that pension that they give you when you're in a scam scheme. Mm-hmm. Not only that, you could probably get it in different countries as well. Even if yes. it isn't cumulative here, you could get it. Go to the states. Yep. Maybe get a bit of witness protection there. I mean, they might tell you go back to where you came from. The states. Maybe. That seems like something we'd say. Oh, but they probably want to have access to you so that you can testify. Yeah, and also a good witness, you know. It's worth a lot. It's worth a lot. We probably need more witnesses, if anything. Especially if you only have only have eyewitnesses as, as uh, evidence. Yeah, well, I mean, we what do we do to try and fight crime? We invest more in police mm-hmm. and we tell people crime is bad, Yeah. right? 
But I say invest in next generation witness technology. Let's be training up the our people to be good witnesses. Absolutely. Always observant, always snapping photographs of sort of otherwise uninteresting uh, sections of the sky. Yep. Uh, also uh, sticky beaking. Yes. Right. It's turning into some kind of Big Brother type surveillance state. <laughs> but... It's witnesses. But, Everyone loves a witness. Yeah. People hate a spy, but people, they love a witness. People hate a CCTV camera because it records it forever. Mm. And there's a place where they could mm. bring out the footage and show people. Yes. But with just some sticky, beak nosy neighbor, that information, those images stay inside their head. That's right. And they can't be posted on the internet except through, that, through a set of words. Do you think that we could get around the CCTV un- problem mm. by just having sort of sticky beaks sort of glued to the sides of buildings? <laughs> Well, it's a good Strapped way to, to a pole. It's a good way to get a lot of employment for 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 witnesses. It really is. <laughs> um, then we have a preemptive witness protection. Yeah, great. If you feel like you're going to see something, well, or or if you think you might want to change the direction of your life later on in life, yes. you get a you get a, an identity, secret identity at first. Uh, yep. And then later on, you go and witness a crime if you want a change in your life, and then you can go back to your original personality or whatever. Because this is another thing. Witnesses don't have a lot of incentive at the moment. But if you had to do it to get back to your old life, mm-hmm. you'd probably be a much more uh, vigilant. It's true. Mm. Then there's uh, the reality TV show Vagabonds versus Troubadours. Mm. Um, yep. Possibly v- versus Vagrants. Yeah. But they might not get that far. Well, I think maybe in the like the last round they bring in a Vagrant just to mix things up. <laughs> Just to see if you can tell the difference. Yeah. Um, then we got the three dollar samples. Yeah. <laughs> Is this where things are getting a bit dicey? Do you reckon? No. no Literally no. diced. They're diced, diced uh, sausage cheeses. I mean, look, it doesn't have to be this, but if it's a sausage that mm. works like spanks, changes the shape of your body to remove underwear lines and sock lines. I I I think uh, we should talk more about uh, more shapely sausage, working out different shapes of sausage. So it's you know they don't they've never made a sausage that's shaped like a man, have they? No, <laughs> no, they haven't. You know, if you if you had sausages that looked like your ancestors, like a little man, yeah, you fry that up. No, but imagine that you get a, like a bust of your your great grandparents. That's so four sausages. Mm. Is that mm. right? How many great grandparents you'd have? No, you'd no, have you'd have eight. Eight. It's eight sausages feeds a whole family of four. Great. Two sausages each. Mix it up. You get some patriarchal. <laughs> that's a matriarchal. How do they look like your grandparents? Are what? they shaped like a head? Yeah, yeah, they're busts. They're still a sausage then? Sound more like a sort of a rissole to me. No, they're not. They're not a rissole. Oh, okay. They're a sausage. Great. This is new sausage technology, so it's not <laughs> going to look like something that you recognize. So are they 3D printing it or something? Well, I mean, the, the mold might be 3D printed, but, but at some point they're, they're mostly fried. Right. Any other questions? No, no, no. no. Then we got uh, free sample skydiving. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. 
I love it. Now, where is it? Is it in the aisle at the supermarket, or is it a sort of a, next to a big field where they are doing the skydiving? I think maybe in the in the in the mall. You know, like one of those Great. places that, at the top of like a, an escalator. They yeah. just sent you like the try to get you people. paintball. Yes, but they just have a map of the or world. Sign up for a wine club. Yeah, or like be one of those people who just buys an apartment off of a, mm, a person at a mall. At a mall, just standing at a table with a photo of a building. Yep. Um, we got crowd blowing or, or crowd power gliding, which is when, you know, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers mm. wears a squirrel suit and puts down his base, then jumps out onto the crowd and everybody blows and he glides. And he disappears. Across. He gets caught in an updraft, updraft. and he winds up, uh, you know, 80 kilometers above the surface of the earth, freezes to death in a, in a, um, in a storm. Red Hot Chili uh, Peppers have to, have to put an audition out. Yes. To get a new bass player, and they get the winner of Vagabonds and Troubadours. Perfect. But the guy plays a banjo, <laughs> which isn't a bass instrument. Yeah, this is a new direction so for them. So the it's man fine. invents a bass banjo, and it's a huge banjo that doesn't have any tinniness to it. And it's called it. a bongjo. A bongjo, yeah. And it's got a gong on the front. Mm. It's actually an Asian inspired instrument. And hillbilly. As well. <laughs> then we've got the People's Engine, which is a new thing they put into... I know um, we've been saying flee, flee from Red Hot Chili Peppers this entire time. The whole time I've been picturing Edge from you 2 yeah. <laughs> I've been saying flee and I've been thinking Edge. I was like, something's not right in I'm, my head. I'm not sure you have been saying flee. You've been hearing flee, but you've maybe been saying flee in your head, but I don't think you've said flee yet. Oh, great. That was, might have been the first time you said flee. Yeah, okay, great. If anybody has been listening and been paying attention to the number of times Andy said flee... Well, I've been picturing Edge. Yeah, he's been picturing <laughs> Edge, and that's okay. Um, we got the People's Engine, which is a... Um, yes. An engine that we mm. have in a plane, or we say to the passengers of a plane they have in a plane, that when the plane is crashing, uh, you can blow into your, your oxygen mask... Mm. And that that will help get that extra engine going. Mm. You know how there's that hole near the end of the tail. Mm. Maybe you could say it's all blowing out there. It's all coming out of there, and that's extra extra bit of a boost that we need to get out of this death spiral. Yeah. Oh, imagine a big Boeing like that getting. Oh, we shouldn't death call spiral. it a death spiral. Let's call it an oopsie curve. Oh, maybe something even more pops. Uh, like, you know, positive. Uh, let's call it an up opportunity. Mm. An opportunity. Yeah, there you go. Then we got the plummet. Death spiral's sim- very negative. Yeah, the the plummet simulator for creativity. Circle of life. Now that's that'll make go. people feel feel good. It makes you think about the Lion King. Yeah, it makes you think about Elton John. Hakuna Matata. No worries. No worries. Suddenly you don't even you've forgotten about You're the people's already engine. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about the people's engine, which was there to distract you from the fact that you were plummeting to the ground. Yes. Um, then we got the so we got the plummet simulator for creativity. That's where mm-hmm. you wind up with a a, um, a prototype and you, mm. you walk onto. By Shark the time Tank. we 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 uh, we finish taxiing, mm-hmm. uh, then you got human millipede wheel. Uh, that's a good idea. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the uh, Br- brontosaurus backbone slip and slide uh, evidence. For God's uh, intelligent design. Go on. No, I think that's great. I think that this 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 millipede thing. Mm. Absolutely, let's just start small, right? If you've got that uh, aluminium frame, get me one with four guys in it, mm-hmm. right? 
um, and prove the concept to me. I don't think it would work with four guys because there's just not enough. No, you you push every time it goes around. It keeps your momentum going. I reckon it will work. You're like a flywheel. You've got a lot of angular momentum as soon as you get started. You might even need a bit of a push to get going. I but know. I just need to see this going, Alistair. I... And then, like anything, it's like cruise ships. You start small and then you get, you know, the, the incentive's there, the money's there, and I these think... things get bigger and bigger and bigger. Soon you've got one with a buffet. Sure, but I think minimum... The buffet spins around, you grab food as it I goes past. I think minimum past. you could do one with 16 people. All right, 16. Sure. And we could probably get some a circus troupe to do it. Yeah. Shay, if you're listening, you've worked, you've worked with uh, circus people... Send us a tweet or a Facebook message. Let us know if this is sounding like... Shay, you've worked with circus people. You know about sort of the load-bearing capacity of the human leg. <laughs> is is nine people per person? Is that too many to carry, do you think? Shay is a listener who is involved in the circus. And so thank you very much, Shay, for lending your expertise if you still listen. And if you don't, we're so happy for you and good luck with your life. Yeah, good luck with your life, Whatever Shay. it is that you're listening to now. Yeah, uh, we hope that it, it brings you the same amount of satisfaction that we get from from when we thought that you listened to us. <laughs> <laughs> Do we come out of this sounding like happy people? <laughs> um, I think now we got to do the song thing. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. You know what? We appreciate it. We do, and we love it, and we enjoy it when people listen. We also enjoy it. It doesn't matter. We enjoy just doing it. Yeah, that's true. It, doesn't, it doesn't matter. To be honest, originally we got, we got into this to just come up with ideas, some of them that are usable. And, you know, I think to a certain extent, that's kind of what we've done on occasion. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to keep doing it because we have nothing uh, better to do. To be honest, this is one of the better things that we do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can find us on Twitter at uh, 2 in Tank. I'm at Stupid Old Andy. I'm at Alistair TB. We'd really like it if you get the chance to review us on iTunes. People have been doing that recently. It makes us feel real good. And they say that it helps. We don't know in which way exactly, but you know, people who on other podcasts they say it really helps the podcast the if visibility you can review of the, and the visibility and things like that. I can't imagine that. It, I think we're probably beyond the point of help, but like, if there's even an infinitesimal improvement that's sure. possible, you know, whatever it is takes. Is it too late for us to get new and noteworthy? Do you think on iTunes? I don't know. No? Those, it was those first. It was that three-year break that we took, I think, maybe, oh, that might have us. Yeah, you think us. that screwed us? I don't know. We could relaunch. How does it, what does the algorithm do with three-year breaks? No, I don't know. It probably gives you a real long boost. Probably. Is there, a, is there a, seg- a section of the front page of iTunes podcast that says, well, oh, these guys are started up again? Stale and almost dead. Yeah. Yeah. Or just chuck them a listen because it feels like they're probably going to quit, which um, we're not, by the way. We're not going to quit. We're no. basically in this for life. We've got to get at least to episode 200 where we have to come up with 200 sketch ideas in one episode. If you can find us on uh, Patreon also, if you want to ch- chip in, you can send us your three words. And Much like Ryan Tyler Brother did with his creationist evolution and slip and slide words. Absolutely. Uh, and, that, and then there's also the $8 uh, Patreon pledge that allows you to get the extra two episodes that we make a, a month. One where we come up with a number of an idea and one where we're working on a sitcom. Now, the last episode of the sitcom one, we were pretty tired and I thought it was shit. But Did you? <laughs> Did you listen to the whole thing? 
I listened to bits of it and I wasn't happy with my my performance. But Alastair, it's okay. But then with with some of the other one, they've people, been incredible, and people have been saying it's been better than the regular podcast. So either way, we've got a good reason to feel bad. Don't worry, we're fine for that. Uh, uh, and I think thank the, you, uh, thank you to the Planet Broadcasting people, and oh, also yeah. thank we you. we we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.